Right, I have to pull the finger out, lads. I left the house about fucking two hours ago to do a podcast and herself's going to fucking kill me. Hey, babe. So, today's one is episode number 30 fucking two. And here's one for you. The number 32, for me at least, is one of those numbers that just kind of keeps popping up all over the place. And it's been like that forever. Like I think the first one I remember would have been the 32 counties of Ireland. I'd say that was the first one. That was drummed into us as kids. 32 counties, six up the north, blah, blah, blah. So that's what we're going to start with, okay? There's 32 counties of in Ireland, all right? But it's also the freezing point of water in Fahrenheit, okay? At sea level or normal atmospheric pressure, if you want to be fucking wanky about it. But yeah, 32 degrees, blah, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is also the freezing point of water. It's also... The number of completed piano sonatas by a Mr. Ludwig van Beethoven, which is a bit random. Um, you might have heard of Ganesha, who's the elephant-headed god in Hinduism. And he was known for taking on uh, 32 forms, believe it or not. Ever play chess? Ever bothered to count all the squares in the chessboard? You guessed it, it's 64. But how many white ones are there? There's fucking 32, and you'll never guess how many black ones there are. There's fucking 32. Add up all the pieces, you'll never guess how many pieces are on a chessboard, lad. 30 fucking two, okay? Ever see a football? Ever notice that it's made of patches? You fucking guessed it. 32 fucking leather patches on a football, lads. 30 fucking two, okay? Ever count the teeth in your head? Couldn't be 32, Fran, could it? It fucking could, yeah. There's 32 fucking teeth in your head, including your wisdom teeth. But look, there's 32 fucking teeth in your head. All right? Um, what were the other ones? Jesus apparently died when he was 32. Crucified when he was 32. Okay? Rose from the dead when he was 32 as well, I suppose. In Buddhism, the Buddha himself was regarded as having 32 characteristics of a great man. There for you now. There's a paleoanthropologist called Genevieve von Petzinger. Uh, she's a cool TED Talk video. She She's a mad bitch. Um, she's a paleoanthropologist. So anthropology is basically the study of humans. And paleo basically just means old. So an anthropologist would study ancient humans. A paleoanthropologist would study old ancient humans, if that makes sense. So, an anthropo- anthropology is basically everything that I've been talking about when I'm talking about Mesopotamia, the Indus River Valley Civilization. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, Nord Chico, fucking all those different places. That's all anthropology. But paleoanthropology, at least with this chick, Genevieve von Petzinger, what she, where she went was, I think, so go back to, sorry, let me, blah, 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 let me just straighten some things out here. You Google when the civilization start, you're going to get, you know, something like 6,000 years ago or 4,000 BC, same thing, okay? But we know Gobekli Tepe is fucking 12,000 years ago, okay? I've covered that extensively, but we've cave art, cave paintings that are upwards of 40,000 years ago. And this Genevieve chick, mad bitch, right? She went and... uh, looked at I think it was 52 caves in Europe all scattered all over from fucking I don't know if she did Ireland but she's certainly in England France Italy look 50 fucking two countries that's, that's practically all the countries in Europe now I don't mean Europe I mean the European continent say but anyway I digress 
she was studying cave paintings. Check out our TED Talk. If you just Google 32 ancient symbols or something like that, you'll, you'll find it. I'll put a link in the description to it. It's only 10 or 15 minutes long. It's well worth the read or watch even. But there's a great clip of her crawling through a fucking cave. Now, when I say a cave, it's about eight inches tall. Like she's fucking uh, slithering along in her belly, fucking commando style. And she's half a kilometre under the ground. Like these are fucking deep ass caves, lads. But she discovered loads of uh, new cave art. But the really cool thing that she discovered was across all these caves, separated by thousands of miles all across the continent of Europe, she found similarities between the different types of graphics they used. Okay? You'll never guess how many of them there are. You fucking guessed it. 30 fucking two. What the absolute fuck. But enough about the number 32, lads. New location if the audio is after tripping a little bit there, aren't you? Um, yeah, enough about the number 32. If you've heard enough about the number 32, mad shit altogether, but there you go. Now, my little baby brother and past guest and friend of the show, Pat McKeown, if you listen to yesterday's episode, is busily in the background cutting up all my stuff and putting it onto YouTube in a format that's um, going to garnish me hundreds of thousands if not millions of subscribers within the next couple of days good man pat but on a more serious note the reason that he is doing that or at least partly the reason that he is doing that is he sees where i'm going with this whole off the lead thing at least he thinks he does or at least i think he thinks he does and what i mean by that is he has it in his head that i'm on a good track to making it quite successful quite successful looks like me doing this full-time and earning a living off it and just blowing up the whole fucking thing and uh, I am inclined to agree with him um shameless self-promotion aside and all that jazz but what it's got me thinking about and what it had me thinking about last night is uh, where the podcast is going, what I'm going to do, how am I going to fucking fill time for more solos, surely I'll run out of fucking shit to talk about at some stage, blah, blah, blah. And it just made me put pen to paper last night and just jot down a few things that I want to do anyway. Podcasting aside, these are things that I'd like to do. But the beauty of the whole podcast thing is it gives me an excuse to be myself. Okay, I'm not doing all the things that I do because I have a podcast. I'm doing all the things that I do because that's just who and what I am. And the podcast is a great excuse in many ways to getting out of my own way and actually doing it. This solo season being a perfect example, I would have liked the idea of making kind of mental notes and recording them and uploading them. I, I, I like the idea of doing that. But not in a million years would I have ever bothered me whole if I didn't actually have a podcast and I didn't actually have listeners. Like, I know when I put this stuff up, people are listening. Now, the numbers won't blow you away, lads. It's between... It's about, it's averaging probably about a 1,000 downloads a month, which is fucking insane, given this... You know, I'm only after starting. Now, look, I started three years ago, but there was a two-year gap. As far as I'm concerned, I'm fucking starting all over from scratch. But anyway, I digress, as usual. So, what do I want to do and how is the podcast going to fucking help me? Well, I want to get into archery. And that's no small uh, part thanks to Mr. Joe Rogan, who 
in a many ways got me into podcasting in the first place. But archery is something that he's harped on about for years, and I've always had a big interest in it. And another thing that I love about it is he hunts to eat. So he goes out into the wilderness of the States, shoots himself a fucking elk, and he's talking about elk meat for the rest of the year. And he feeds his family with him. It takes him out of the loop of the whole factory farming thing, and it's just the fucking best thing ever as far as I'm concerned. Now, we don't have fucking elk roaming the wilderness in Ireland, but we do have pigs. Not roaming the wilderness, but we do have pigs on organic farms, and I mentioned in a previous episode the idea of becoming proficient with a bow and arrow to such a degree that I could approach uh, a pig farmer. Now, not your regular pig farmer that has pigs stacked in fucking crates and sheds. I'm talking about a, an organic pig farmer who has his pigs as wild as as you can, as you could, as you can, say, given 2020 Ireland. The idea being, I approach him, I go out onto his land, hunt and shoot and kill a pig, gut it, skin it, hang it, butcher it, and pretty much do as much, if not everything, myself personally, to be involved in the whole process. From the animal walking around the field to the animal being in bits in my freezer, seasoned and cut into different cuts and all sorts. Now, I'll, get, I'll have to get help from some archery dude that doesn't exist in my world at the minute. I don't have a go-to archery person. I don't know anybody that, anybody that I can ring up and say, listen, would you give me lessons or can you give me a few pointers or what should or shouldn't I be doing? Now, having said that, I haven't looked. The biggest archery club in the world could be in fucking Navin for all I know. I'm inclined to doubt it, but you know yourself, you know how it goes. But anyway, buy a bow, get proficient with the bow, shoot a pig, Cut the pig, skin the pig, hang the, hang the pig, butcher the pig, season and preserve the pig, eat the pig, okay? I'd love to document that. I'd, that'd make a fucking savage documentary. You know, the, the first episode, and even if I just do it myself from my mobile, the first episode being me playing a screen recording of me shopping for different types of bows and not knowing what way is up to the point whereby I get one delivered and there'll be an unboxing episode and then it'll be the first target practice episode and it basically progresses to there until finally the last scene in the, in the documentary is me fucking eating me rashers for me breakfast from the pig that I fucking butchered and killed the previous fucking three months ago or whatever but wait there's more so that's just one little thing that not only do I want to do, but the podcast will enable me to do it because it'll just give me that extra incentive, that extra get up and go. And even having mentioned it before and mentioning it now again, I'm one step closer to doing it. Another thing that I'm keen to do is get fucking chickens. Lads, I'm going through five eggs a day, 35 eggs a week I personally am eating, not to mention me two kids and herself. So I need to pull my fucking finger out and get my chicken coop and get my chickens. I'm also eating a lot of chicken breasts. Now, the beauty of having eggs is the hens produce the eggs. An egg, my understanding of an egg in relation to a chicken is that a chicken egg that you're familiar with eating is an egg's period. So once a month, no, it's not once a month because they're not humans. Once a day, a good hen will lay a half decent egg. Or if it's not one a day, it's five a week, somewhere in that region, okay? so. Get chickens, get eggs, but the beauty of eggs is you don't have to kill anything. But presumably these chickens come to their you know end of cycle or end of life and have to be 
killed i don't know maybe they don't maybe they die of natural causes i don't fucking know who fucking knows anything about this but then again that's the beauty of it i'm starting this at such a base level use cunts get to come along with me on the journey and learn fucking as much as i'm going to learn if not fucking more but in relation to the chicken breasts i'm not entirely off put by the idea of raising chickens for eggs and raising chickens for slaughter now i don't particularly like the idea of grabbing a chicken and chopping its fucking head off or gassing it or however is the most humane way of killing a chicken but I'm equally not happy with the fact that I buy chickens like chicken breasts and whole chickens to cook from supermarkets because I know the life I could give a chicken even if I personally end up murdering it at the end that chicken's life is going to be a hell of a lot better off in my hands for the duration of its life than it is in a fucking factory farmed chicken setup now look I buy free range eggs as best I can as best I can I always buy free range eggs and would only buy free range chicken but even the free-range chicken, like if the legislation says in order for you to call it a free-range chicken, it has to be outside in the open air for two hours and 34 minutes. That's what they're out there for, lads. The fucking minimum, okay? But anyway, I digress. Chickens for eggs and meat. I have to pull my finger out, but again, I can document the whole fucking thing. I can show you a video of the the little plot of land that I'm thinking of putting the coop up in, walk you around it, tell you what my vision for it is, and then go about building the fucking thing. And then the learning process along the way. You'll have seen the video where I say, oh yeah, I'm gonna put this here, put this there, and put that there. But then when I go to build it, it's like, you know, reality kicks in. It's like, you can't put that there, because when you put that there, that gets in the way of this, and that gets in the way of that. And it's gonna be an absolutely huge learning curve for me. But all the better to fucking, share that fucking learning curve with anyone listening we're coming up on 14 minutes lads i'm gonna bow out and i'm gonna continue this for tomorrow's episode because i have a load of shit that i want to do and that this podcast is hopefully going to enable me to do and on that note i'll chat you tomorrow